I've tried a variety of different podcasting outlets. And the one thing that's always bothered me is the fact that I have to pay a monthly fee to do something that I love to do. And that's talk to the audience. But with Anchor, they make it simple and make it easy for you to do a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, and the most important thing right out of the shoot, it's free. F-R-E-E. Free. Wow. You can't beat free in this day of age. You can record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So if you're sitting there and you have a thought, you're on the couch, you're in the bathroom, you're at work, just whip out your phone, download the Anchor app on your phone, hit the record button, you can be done, edit, and bam, you're set. It'll go to, if you have a Spotify account, Apple Podcast, and many, many more. And you know what the cool thing is? Another thing, cool thing, I know there's so many cool things here. You can make money from your podcast. It doesn't matter how many people listen, you can make money. For your one-stop shop, go to Anchor right now. Download the free, yes, once again, you keep hearing this word, everyone. Free, F-R-E-E, or go to anchor.fm to get started today. This is Steven Milhausen from the Walkway to Fight Club. Happy Friday to everybody. What a great way. It's beautiful outside. A little bit chilly here in Chicago. We're in the 40s for some unknown reason. So after a beautiful stretch here, now we're back to the frigid cold for a few days. So hopefully we get to actually be May where the average high is in the high 60s. So, But big fight weekend, UFC 249. Yes, the UFC is coming back, like it or not. Coming up out in Jacksonville, Jacksonville, Florida, the Star Memorial Coliseum out in Jacksonville, Florida. The main event, Tony Ferguson and Justin Gaethje for the UFC Interim Lightweight Championship. And Henry Cejudo defends the Bantamweight title against the former kingpin, the guy people call the GOAT at 135 pounds, the one and only Dominic Cruz. Heavyweight title eliminator, Francis Nagano against Jarzino Rosenstruck. Yeah, Cowboy Cerrone, Anthony Pettis headlining the prelims. Greg Hardy's on the main card as well. A stat, the Karate Hottie, Michelle Waterson against Carla Esparza. The card, I, I will give, I don't, I know I've been really down on the UFC, and rightfully so, because I think the way they've gone about handling you, trying to put on this show, I think has been a little. Mm, not not cool. I will I will say that to say the least. But no, the the fights are here. They're finally here, and I'm I'm actually looking forward to an exciting night. You know, it's I know people are I poo pooed it, rightfully so, but I will give the UFC credit for the fact that you know what I butchered the Five Star Veterans Memorial Arena in Jacksonville, Florida. I do apologize for I thought I said the name wrong. I've been very highly critical of this card 
But if you look at the card, the card is stacked. Dana White, and I will give Dana credit, the card is stacked. And I'm looking forward. This is the first time I have not covered a fight in, God, nine years? <laughs> wow. Ten, nine, ten, ten years. Um, but that's okay, though. I'm still going to watch because I am, at first foremost, still a fan. I don't know how I'm going to watch because paying $65 for something that egregious still, but for a fight card when about 30 to 35 million people are unemployed, that's a tall order. I still feel like the UFC and ESPN Disney could have done the fans a solid here. That's a, you put that on ESPN, you put that on cable? That's 2 million, 3 million people. Look at how bigger you could make Ferguson, Gaethje, Cejudo, Cruz, Watterson, Esparza, Greg Hardy, Cerrone, Pettis. You could could have done a major solid here. And no one's really bringing that up. And I find that disheartening. And I'll be talking about that on the podcast later tonight with Daryl Rivera. But could have done the fans a major solid here. And unfortunately, unfortunately they did not. But... This is not a long podcast with Terrell Rivera. This is a betting podcast, and we're going to be doing. Was reached out to for an opportunity, and I thought, you know what? Let's kind of start doing this. I think this could be fun. People looking to make bets because there's some intriguing bets on this card. And before we get into the podcast with Nick Bogdanovich from the U.S. Director of Trading for William Hill, just some some of the bets. William Hill, it just it just blows my mind. Gaethje by take by stoppage, two to one, two to two to one. That's not bad. That's good money. And you look, Tony Ferguson's a plus two seventy. Tony Ferguson, the guy on a twelfth fight winning streak, nine of those wins coming by stoppage, plus two seventy. Get me the money. Where's the checkbook, honey? Sign me up. Yeah, Ferguson up to a minus 175. That's a solid bet. Gaethje plus 155. Hooey! If you love... You see, this is where you kind of got to make a decision. Do you go Gaethje plus two, 155? Or do you go Ferguson by stoppage at plus 270? I don't know. And, and I say maybe I what I would do, go big on the plus 270. Bet small on the plus 155. If you're going to go plus 270, bet like 100, bet $100. And if you're going, okay, I him, maybe Gaethje does win. Plop down 50 bucks. That way, okay, you, you hit a wash, you call it a day, you get a little around, even 75, you can get a wash, you can call it a day. This is an intriguing card. And you look at, Dominic Cruz, plus 190. This guy hasn't fought in three and a half years and got wiped out in that loss to Cody Garbrandt in 2016. So sit and think about that for a hot minute. And the fact that he hasn't fought in three and a half years, got dominated in the process, and still only plus 190 against a guy who's on a tear. Beat the GOAT, one of the GOATs. Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson become the flyweight champion. The buzzsaw and TJ Dillshaw starched him in under 30 seconds. 
and then beat, moved up back up to 135. Stopped Marlon Marias at UFC 238 last year here in Chicago. Those are and there are some intriguing options on this card, especially betting wise. So if you're looking at it from a betting perspective, that is the way to go here. If I'm you, I'm laying plus 270 on the Tony Ferguson stoppage, and I'm laying money on Cejudo. Bet big and Henry Cejudo. I'm sorry, but I don't believe in, you know, I know Dominic Cruz is that believer of ring rust isn't real. You're facing a guy who's got a point to prove. He knows how big this fight is. He's on a legend. He's on a legend's ass whipping tour. Dillashaw thought of was one of the premier guys in the history of 135. Starched him. He beat one of the greatest of all time in Demetrius Johnson. Demetrius still at the top of his game, and at that point, had 12 consecutive title defenses. So think about that aspect. Cruz, you could see. I'm, I'm, and I'm laying the case of what you should go here. And plus, you're looking at the, the over-under for the rounds of the main event. Two and a half, under two and a half, minus 130. Whoa. I like the over at plus 110 just because I get you got to feel the way they're going to feel this fight out. Both guys are going to take it easy. They're not going to go for broke right from the shoot. They're going to take their time. I think that first round is really going to be the feeling out process round. And then the second round, they're really going to amp it up because that's how these two operate. They don't fight by the hour, but considering everything going on, they're going to want to preserve that gas tank. Yeah, the circumstances have been unique. It seems like they've kind of really not really been affected too much, but how much do we really know and how honest are they being with us in that assessment? Because we really don't know. Fighters are only going to say so much, and they're not going to want to divulge, hey, I have, I've had a shitty training camp. That'll come out after the fact because that's how it usually goes. But I would, but the three bets I would make would be Tony Ferguson plus two seventy by stoppage, the over at plus over two and a half rounds at plus one ten, and I would lay money on the cringe to retain the bantamweight title at minus two twenty. Yes, I know, well, you know, minus two twenty. It's a big number, but if you just want to dip the toe back in, it's the first major sporting event in the United States, the first major betting aspect here in the United States. There's been nothing to bet on if you're a betting aficionado. This is something to bet on here. You, you want to get your money. Everyone, I get, The buzz is starting to get there. People are getting excited. People like spending money. What a way to help the economy out by betting a few bucks. But some great stuff here. So once again, as of right now, and these, these odds are as of right now at noon central time here in Chicago. Tony Ferguson by stoppage, plus 270. Hit that. The over under two and a half. Take the over at plus one ten. And then for the, the co-main event, I would go in that aspect, I would go with Henry Cejudo at minus two twenty. It's just one of those things that where it's too tempting. You know, it's like calling your name. It's like a when you got a frosty beverage right in front of you and you really wanna have it. But you you but you kind of are a little leery. Oh, I don't know if this is the right thing to do. I don't know if I should be drinking this. Well, you know what? Why not do it? <laughs> because everyone's got that itch, and the itch needs to be scratched. So definitely, I would definitely go those three routes here. 
So one more time, I'm going to just plow through them for you really, 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 really quick here. Tony Ferguson, by stoppage, plus 270. The over-under of the main event, I would go the over at plus 110. And then for the co-main event, Henry Cejudo and Dominic Cruz, I would go with Henry Cejudo at minus 220. There's no props that are really good for the main event. Cruz, 10 to 1. I don't see Dominic Cruz stopping Henry Cejudo. Odds are 10 to 1. Yeah, that, that, that's not bad. But Takeda Mizugaki, I'll say this. Dominic Cruz, yeah, he knocked out Takeda Mizugaki. But Henry Cejudo's got a great chin. Look at the shots he ate from Marlon Marias. He withstood. He got hit. He got clipped once by TJ Dillashaw and withheld very well. And the same thing with Demetrius Johnson. So those are my picks for, for tomorrow night. But we're going to get to the experts. And we're going to get to an expert in one second. Nick Bogdanovich, the U.S. Director of Trading from William Hill. But don't forget, download, rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. Walk, the Walkway to Fight Club. We're available on iTunes. No Stitcher, because no, no, no Stitcher. You're not going to. I'm not playing with you, my friend. So iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and all your favorite podcasting platforms, except for Stitcher. Also, the YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash The Walkway to Fight Club. A lot of great stuff. Got stuff with Dakota Kai, Lacey Evans, a review from Monday's podcast. Last, Yeah, Monday's podcast that we did reviewing a Monday Night Raw got stuff with CM Pong, Colby Covington, Dana White, Chael Sonnen, Bill Goldberg. I can go on for hours. Next week, a ton of kick butt content. This week's been a little funky. so. But next week, we'll slowly roll out some more videos, more podcasts, a lot of cool stuff coming up. So make sure you guys do that. Go to Facebook. Like our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash The Walkway to Fight Club. Or just go to Facebook. I always say the simple way because that Facebook link is way too long. Go to Facebook. Go to the search tab, type in the walkway to Fight Club, bing, bang, boom, right there, you're ready to go. Then, the Twitter machine, twitter.com forward slash the walkway to fight, actually no, twitter.com forward slash walkway fight, followers are slowly getting there, so please, 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 like the Twitter, and we do have an Instagram. That's all, Daryl. That ain't me. Instagram.com forward slash the walkway to fight club. Or just go to Instagram. It's the walkway to fight club, all in lowercase letters. Daryl has been killing it on that. So give us a follow. But it is here. Here is the UFC 249 betting previews. We we talk about the world of betting is game just like with everything everyone unemployed 30 to 35 million people in the world unemployed sports betting has taken a hit as well because let's be honest there's been no sports going on so we talked to nick gives us a a small glimpse at how the business has been if there's been a downturn at all um what are some of the popular sports that have been bet on and one sport in particular was very surprising to me and the answer he gave so i'm definitely looking forward to that we preview, give a little bit of a preview of UFC 249, some of the bets that have been placed, who the biggest bet made on UFC 249. It doesn't surprise me on who the biggest bet has been made on so far in regards to the sh- big show tomorrow night in Jacksonville, Florida. But right now, here is the U.S. Director of Trading for William Hill, Nick Bogdanovich. Stephen Mielhausen here in 
We haven't had sports betting. Haven't been major sports been going on for a while due to the coronavirus pandemic. But the UFC is the first major sport in the United States coming back on Saturday night out in Jacksonville, Florida. Headlined by Justin Gaethje against Tony Ferguson for an interim lightweight title. And then the return of Dominic Cruz as he looks to once again become the Bantamweight champion when he faces off with the King Henry Cejudo. Joining us, I talk about the world of sports betting. He is the U.S. Director of Trading for William Hill U.S., Nick Bogdanovich. And Nick, when you hear bet sports betting in the United States, first major event, how are you feeling? Yeah, I'm very excited. Uh, obviously, Dana White tried to pull this card off earlier in California. didn't work, but now he's got a three-in-a-row lined up for Florida. So ho- hopefully uh, this is the first of many to come. Obviously, uh, NASCAR is coming back. Uh, golf is about a month away, and German Bundesliga is uh, starting to ramp up. So uh, I think we're getting closer to the finish line. How is the COVID-19 global pandemic affected William Hill? Yeah, well, obviously, uh, we're just a sports wagering company, and there was no sports to wager on, so obviously, we were affected like a lot of companies across the world, so, uh, you know, when there wasn't any sports to bet on, we got to try to get as creative as possible, uh, searching the globe for any event being played on a field, and we came up with some good stuff, and uh, we managed to stay busy over the last uh, month or so. What were some of the unique sports that nor- that were on the site be able to bet on that you normally wouldn't have you wouldn't have even posted? Well, uh, sumo wrestling, I guess, uh, <laughs> is up there. Uh, bull riding is up there. Uh, all the esports. Uh, I'm not a I'm not a young kid. I'm not a gamer, but uh, all all their uh, you know, Counter-Strike and Call of Duty, Overwatch, those type of things I don't know much about. And Then we had Burundi soccer and Nicaraguan baseball, uh, Taiwanese soccer and baseball, uh, Australian rules football, uh, Australian rugby. Uh, yeah, I mean, so we, we've hit it all. I mean, but you know, the, the, it's funny, the one that I thought... Russian ping pong has been the real star of the show. Uh, we write uh, the most tickets and most bets on Russian ping pong, uh, way more than any other the sports we tried. Now, see, I've heard it, like I've read it, but then actually now getting to talk to you, it boggles my mind. And did you happen to watch Nick any Russian ping pong? No, it's hard to get footage. Uh, we used to just follow it on scoreboard. Uh, like right now, as we speak. Helio just beat Evgeny three three sets to two. So, I mean, and then the next one away. I mean, they just roll. They end in like 25 to 40 minutes, uh, and there's like 80, 90, 100 matches a day, and they just keep rolling one after another. So I think it's the nonstop action that uh, excites the people, and, you know, you got a quick winner in a, in a half hour or so. And now they're handicapping it pretty good. So, uh, and they've been watching it now for about a month straight, so they probably formed some stats of their own. So it's interesting, uh, but it definitely keeps the day uh, lively. You know, I talked to different, you know, and different entities like at MGM, and, you know, I've talked to people at Westgate, and they had said for a minute, you know, there were 
there were downturns or they weren't getting as many bets taken in. And some, I know like in Illinois where I, I live in Chicago and, you know, they had just legalized gambling and, you know, they're all shut down here. And was there any, was there any lull of the action per se for you guys? Or has it, or has it been a little bit more steady than you thought it would be? No, there was definitely a lull right when it happened, when all the casinos shut down. I mean, we have a huge, huge retail presence in New Jersey and in Nevada and in Iowa. So when, when the casinos got shut down, obviously, uh, it was we lost a big part of our customer base. Obviously, if you, mobile stayed open, and there was that first week where we were trying to scramble, okay, how are we going to attack this? What are we going to book? And that's when we started trying different things. And, uh, you know, I gave you the list of what we tried. And then I guess about a... A weekend, we tried the Russian t- table tennis, and that uh, that has been the star since then. So there, I, I'd say that first week after all the everything got shut down, it was, it was quite a bit of a lull. Now, how worried were you when in that first week when you weren't sure what was going on, and you're trying to throw darts at a dartboard and trying to see what would stick? How concerned were you? Oh, I was very concerned, and still am. I mean, obviously, until we get the, the core sports of the, the masses bet in 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 North America, uh, you know, the baseball, hockey, football, baseball. Until we get that core back, uh, we're not going to make any money. We're we're just trying to keep our customers engaged, uh, and uh, you know, get to the finish line. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we're really excited that uh, as each day goes by, we're closer to North American sports. You know, and we're talking about North American sports, the UFC, the first major North American sport, getting back getting back into some sort of what the new normal is going to be this Saturday night out in Jacksonville. And when the UFC got the go-ahead from the state of Florida, got the commission on board, got ESPN and Disney on board, what what's the action been like since the, that card was formally announced? Yeah, it's been really good. Uh, the Gacy-Ferguson uh, match by far the biggest bet so far. Uh, Cruz Cejudo is the second most. Uh, the Pettis Cerrone fight is the third, and I'd say the Karate Hottie and uh, as far as is the fourth. But it's going to really pick up tomorrow. Uh, people will be excited. Uh, there's enough. There's a really a lot of meat on the bone on this card. It goes deep, so there'll be a ton of parlays. Uh, we've already had re- requests for some some of our bigger wagers. If we're still still, still taking larger action. And so I'm expecting a monster handle on this card tomorrow night, and uh, very excited to sit here and watch it. What's been the biggest wager so far on this card? Uh, so far, it's, it was twenty thousand on Justin Gaethje at plus a dollar seventy. So twenty to win thirty-four thousand so far. So uh, we'll see what happens, and uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be fantastic tomorrow. I get. Big, big props to Dana White uh, going out there and trying to be aggressive and trying to, you know, get his fighters a chance to make a living and keep the sport uh, in the mainstream. So uh, hats off to Dana. I'm glad he accomplished it. When you look at some of the bets for the big two fights, to me the one that, that really stands out is Tony Ferguson by finish at plus 270 considering Ferguson's on a 12-fight winning streak. And he stopped nine of his last twelve opponents during nine of his last twelve during that streak. I can't believe that. It just boggles my mind. If if I'm a better and I'm looking at that, I'm jumping on that plus two seventy because that is ridiculous. 
Yeah, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not an expert by no means, but it's going to be interesting to see how this COVID-19, like, it has it, interrupted everyone's normal life. So how does it affect each individual fighter? I mean, how, how, how far off is their preparation than it normally is? So it's going to be weird. Uh, and, the, and the fact that there's no fans in there, I mean, we'll see if people... If that, that affects uh, different fighters differently, and you just never know uh, because it hasn't happened. Uh, I guess we'll we'll get a good feel for it tomorrow night when uh, wow. each guy gets in the ring. Now, what's been? I don't know if you have the numbers with you, but what's been the what's been the? I would say the most. Like, has it been more parlays? Has it been more action just on one particular fight or fighter, or have the bets really been pretty much spread out across the way? Spread out. Uh, I'd say more parlays than anything, but uh, but not by a lot. Uh, I'd probably say sixty percent parlays, forty percent straight bets, and uh, you know people love betting the totals. Uh, so there's quite a bit of over under action, and you know it's weird when you see a total of one and a half. And but uh, our man Naganyu's fighting, so he's uh, he's a knockout artist. So is that. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a great, great scene, and, and it's going to be weird because they're going to bounce back and do it uh, four days later on a Wednesday from the same venue and the same uh, no fans environment. So uh, it's going to be an interesting week to say the least. Now, how has the wagering been on for the card on Wednesday, and then they, then the UFC is coming back right at next Saturday out in Jacksonville as well? Has there been any action on those two particular cards next week? Not really. Uh, people know that they're focused on this first card, and then they'll either have uh, extra money to bet on these ne- next cards, or they'll be chasing to get their money back from if they lost on Saturday. So, yeah, but that's normal. That, that's that's typical normal in a, in a betting betting pattern. So, uh, once this card is in the rearview mirror, rear mirror, they'll really focus on the Wednesday card uh, before the next Saturday card. No. Do you have a, and I don't want you don't have to give a number, but um, do you expect to take a hit or do you expect to take a loss on Saturday with this show? Who knows? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not expecting one way or the other. I would like to think that we'll uh, hold four or five percent, but you just never know. Uh, uh, we do have some some of our larger wagers are probably our better's going to be involved, so we might have one decision where we're just going to have to win or we're not going to win that day, but you just never know. But, uh, yeah, I would expect to you know, hold 2 3% to it. Now, you know, you're looking, because you know of everything going on, you have around 30 to 35 million people that are, are unemployed in the United States. How much are you expecting people to be betting, say, from, not even just with the UFC shows, but from the UFC shows, even when say, the NBA and the NHL and Major League Baseball ramp back up? Yeah, that's a hard question to answer. Obviously, a lot of people have been uh, hurt financially from this COVID, so I'm assuming their betting dollars will will be will be limited for sure. Uh, but we, we just won't know until we get back and open, and obviously a lot's going to – how fast the economy comes back. So, uh, But hopefully we'll find out sooner than later. Are you guys going to be, and this is something I was just thinking about, are you guys going to be offering, like, I don't know if you guys do this, but any, like, special bed, like betting wagers, like any, like, 
you bet this one, you get half off this one, or is there any type of like just to try to entice people that may be having a hard time financially and they but do want make a even if it's a small wager? You know, we do have a marketing department, uh, so that's a little out of my realm. Okay, uh, but we we do have bonus bonus uh, programs and. And they'll do events like that, so I'm sure they'll have something. But again, not my, not my area of expertise. Not complete. Now you're looking at you. You look at the board here, and I got some of the bets here in my hand. If if you're since you're in the business, if you're looking at the board, who would be the guy you or the fight you would bet on this weekend? Uh, you know what? There, there, there's a lot of good ones. I guess I have to see the Ferguson Gaethje fight. I mean, I, I think that's the one that has the most money on it. So I think that's the one that people would most likely want to see. Uh, you just mentioned Ferguson's knockout is incredible record as of late. Gaethje, we know, is dangerous as heck. So that would probably be the one. But everyone's obviously interested in Dominic Cruz, too, to see if he has anything left in the tank. I mean, Cejudo's on a, a run of a incredible run. Uh beat Demetrius Johnson that's about all you need to know so but yeah everyone's interesting if Cruz has anything left does that number and I look at I'm looking at it right now and I don't know if the numbers change in the last you know 12 13 hours since I got the last numbers from you guys a plus 190 for a guy that hasn't fought in nearly three and a half years I think is a hell of a bargain does it when you look at the plus 190 does that even surprise you just because of what you just said so Hudo's on a great run and Cruz hasn't fought in over three in over three and a half years. You know, it's funny. I, I, I listen to I do I do a lot of research on these things, and, and just and I try to listen to the experts on this because I, I'm I'm not a UFC uh, expert whatsoever. So I try to listen as much as I can. I've heard several guys I respect say that they get you get tremendous value at Sahud at minus two twenty, and then I've heard some experts that I really trust and believe saying you get next expert. Uh, value it on Cruz at plus 190, so yeah. I really don't know. I mean, it must be priced right, uh, but, you know, I mean, let's face it, I mean, this layoff, this, you know, this COVID-19 not being able to prepare like you normally prepare is going to affect some of these guys adversely, and you just don't know which one it's going to be, so if I had any advice at all, I'd probably say I'd lean toward the dogs as opposed to the favorites because it's something goofy might just happen. See, that's, like, my whole thing. Because, like you said, like I look at those numbers and it's like, oh, man, that's a great bargain for Cruz. But then, like you said, you've talked to P- see people, and, and I agree with Cejudo. Minus 220, I think, is – I thought it would be a lot higher. And like you said, I think this would be – I think this would be, like, if you're going to pick a card, this is the card, like, to bet the dogs, like you said. Just because, like you said, COVID-19, there's such – already an uncertainty in the world – but especially in sports, because you don't know how guys are training, guys and girls are training. You don't know how they've been able to prepare. So I think if you're going to bet anything on this card, I would go majority underdogs. But that's just me. I, I, yeah, exactly. That's what I would say, just because of all the factors. The, the no fans, the lack of training. Who, who, who knows what could happen? I mean, you just don't know where someone's mind is. Uh uh, you know, it's just a weird situation. So uh, it's not a normal thing. So I, I would definitely take a take a shot with a dog over a favorite for sure. Now, Nick, where can 
Now, how can fans get on the bet? How can fans bet on the app? Because I know it's only a certain amount of states, you guys, for the app and everything. It's like I think it's Nevada, New Jersey, and Iowa. So, what's the best way for people to be able to bet? Well, New Jersey, if you don't have an account, you can download it and and you can get an account right away. And we're also in Nevada. We have three or four locations where if you don't already have an account, you can. We have some drive-throughs. You can just. Uh, roll up and, and sign up for an account. But most people who've been playing with us have kept our accounts funded, uh, knowing that they would need some uh, distraction during this doom and gloom time. Well, Nick, this has definitely been a pleasure. This has been a lot of fun. It's good to get sports back. It seems like now starting with this event, hopefully we're going to see a big uptick of more because we got the golf coming up with Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson, Tom Brady, and Peyton Manning and – and then we get, so hopefully we get Major League Baseball, we get the NBA and the NHL back rolling here. And, and make sure you guys bet Russian ping pong because that definitely sounds like a lot of fun. But, Nick, this has been a pl- pleasure. Thank you so much, and hopefully we can talk again soon. Yeah, no, it's my pleasure, and enjoy the fights tomorrow. I, I will, Nick. Thank you so much for taking time out. Thank you so much.